page 71. Stella helps. The men are still yelling. Some of the yelling is at each other, but most of it is at Ruby. We hear scrambling, pounding, shifting, and the side of the truck shudders. I'm starting to like this elephant, Bob whispers. I'm getting the big one, Mac says. Maybe she can help coax the stupid brat out of the truck. Mac opens Stella's door. Come on, girl, he urges. He unties the rope attached to the floor bolt. Stella pushes past Mac, nearly knocking him over. She rushes as best she can, limping heavily toward the open back door of the truck. She catches her swollen foot on the edge of the ramp and winces. Blood trickles down. Halfway up the ramp, she pauses. The noise in the truck stops. Ruby falls silent. Slowly, Stella makes her way up the rest of the ramp. It groans under her weight, and I can tell how much she's hurting by the awkward way she moves. At the top of the incline, she stops. She pokes her trunk into the emptiness. We wait. A tiny gray trunk appears again. Shyly, it reaches out, tasting the air. Stella curls her own trunk around the babies. They make soft, rumbling sounds. We wait some more. A hush falls over the entire Big Top Mall. Thud. Thud. Step, step. Pause. Step, step. Pause. And there she is, so small that she can fit underneath Stella with room to spare. Her skin sags, and she sways unsteadily as she makes her way down the ramp. Not the greatest specimen, Max says, but I got her cheap from this bankrupt circus out west. They had her shipped over from Africa. Only had her a month before they went bust. He gestures to Ruby. Thing is, people love babies. Baby elephants, baby gorillas. Heck, give me a baby alligator and I could make a killing. Stella ushers Ruby toward her domain. Mac and the two men follow. At Stella's door, Ruby hesitates. Mac gives Ruby a shove, but she doesn't budge. Not gonna get a clue, Ruby, he mutters, but Ruby isn't moving and neither is Stella. Mac grabs a broom. He raises it. Instantly, Stella steps in front of Ruby to shield her. Get in the cage, both of you, Mac shouts. Stella stares at Mac, considering. Gently, but firmly, using only her trunk, she nudges Ruby into her domain. Only then does Stella enter. Mac slams the door shut with a clang. I see two trunks intertwined. I hear Stella whispering. Poor kid, says Bob. Welcome to the Exit 8 Big Swap Mall in Video Arcade, home of the one and only Ivan. Old news. When Julia comes, she sits by Stella's domain and watches the new baby. She barely talks to me. Stella doesn't talk to me either. She's too busy nuzzling Ruby. She is cute, little Ruby with her ears flapping like palm leaves. But I am handsome and strong. Bob trots a circle around my belly before settling down in just the right spot. Give it up, Ivan, he says. Your old news. Julia gets out a piece of paper and a pencil. I can see that she's drawing Ruby. I move to the corner of my domain to pout. Bob grumbles. He doesn't like it when I disrupt his naps. Homework, Julia's father scolds. Julia sighs and puts her drawing aside. I grunt, and Julia glances my direction. Poor old Ivan, she says. I've been ignoring you, haven't I? I grunt again. A dignified, indifferent grunt. Julia thinks for a moment and then smiles. She walks over to my domain, to the spot in the corner where the glass is broken. She slides papers through. She rolls a pencil across my cement floor. You can draw the baby elephant too, Julia says. I bite the pencil in half with my magnificent teeth, and then I eat some paper. Tricks. 
Even after Julia and her father leave, I try to keep sulking, but it's no use. Gorillas, by nature, are not powders. Stella, I call. It's a full moon. Did you see? Sometimes when we're lucky, we catch a glimpse of the moon through the skylight in the food court. I did, Stella says. She's whispering, and I realize that Ruby must be asleep. Is Ruby all right? I ask. She's too thin, Ivan, Stella says. Poor baby. She was in that truck for days. Mac bought her from a circus, the same way he bought me, but she hadn't been there long. She was born wild, like us. Will she be okay? I ask. Stella doesn't answer my question. The circus trainers chained her to the floor, Ivan, all four feet, 23 hours a day. I puzzle over why this would be a good idea. I always try to give humans the benefit of the doubt. Why would they do that? I finally ask. To break her spirit, Stella says, so she could learn to balance on a pedestal, so she could stand on her hind legs, so a dog could jump on her back while she walked in mindless circles. I hear her tired voice and think of all the tricks that Stella has learned. Introductions. When I awake the next morning, I see a little trunk poking out between the bars of Stella's domain. Hello, says a small clear voice. I'm Ruby. She waves her trunk. Hello, I say. I'm Ivan. Are you a monkey? Ruby asks. <laughs> Certainly not. Bob's ears perk up, although his eyes stay closed. He's the gorilla, he says, and I am a dog of uncertain heritage. Why did the dog climb on your tummy? Ruby asks. Because it's there, Bob murmurs. Is Stella awake? I ask. And Stella's asleep, Ruby says. Her foot is hurting, I think. Ruby turns her head. Her eyes are like Stella's, black and long-lashed, bottomless legs fringed by tall grass. When is breakfast? She asks. Soon, I say, when the mall opens and the workers all come. Where? Ruby twists her head in the other direction. Where are the other elephants? It's just you and Stella, I say, and for some reason I feel like we've let her down. Are there more of you? Not, I say, at the moment. Ruby picks up a piece of hay and considers it. Do you have a mom and a dad? I, well, I used to. Everyone has parents, Bob explains. It's unavoidable. For the circus, I used to live with my mom and my aunts and my sisters and my cousins, Ruby says. She drops the hay and picks up and twirls it. They're dead. I don't know what to say. I'm not really enjoying this conversation, but I can see that Ruby isn't done talking. To be polite, I say, I'm sorry to hear that, Ruby. Humans killed them, she says. Who else? Bob asks, and we all fall silent. Stella and Ruby. All morning, Stella strokes Ruby, pats her, smells her. They flap their ears. They rumble and roar. They sway as if they're dancing. Ruby clings to Stella's tail, and she slips under Stella's belly. Sometimes they just lean into each other, their trunks twirled together like jungle vines. Stella looks so happy. It's more fun to watch than any TV nature show that I've ever seen on TV. Home of the one and only Ivan. George and Mac are out by the highway. I can see them through one of my windows. They're next to each other on tall wooden ladders, leaning against the billboard that tells the cars to stop and visit the one and only Ivan, Mighty Silverback. George has a bucket and a long-handled broom. Mac has pieces of paper. He slaps one against the billboard. George dips the broom into a bucket. He wets the paper with liquid from the bucket. 
and somehow the paper stays in place. They put up many pieces before they are done. When they climb down from the ladders, I see that they've added a picture of a little elephant to the billboard. That elephant has a lopsided smile. She's wearing a red hat and her tail curls like a pig's. She doesn't look like Ruby. She doesn't even look like an elephant. I've only known Ruby one day and I could have drawn her better.